Hey guys, it's Brad with College Sports Cast, and we are bringing you tonight the Big 12 preview and prediction show. like we're back i appreciate you guys being on with us i've got john hammonds on with me tonight what's up john what's up man here to do the big 12 preview and prediction show we are college sports cast and i have not changed that i just noticed it still says acc yeah <laughs> when i was talking here you're way behind, my man. I just noticed that it still says ACC. That's why I paused. Yeah. Uh, my bad. We're still in from last week. Are Here I thought I was ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Leave Here I thought I was ready. Leave it up to Brad. Oh, goodness. All right. Hey, y'all, just give me a second. I'll get it fixed. Yeah. We've had some issues in the past, so it ain't no big deal. Now was it now was it say? It says Big 12. There we go. Big 12 there preview we. and prediction show. We are college sports cast. We are uh part of the fanboys. We are featured on Let's yeah. Talk Sport Line Sports, the Real Fresh Channel, and WSBN TV channel 30. And how you can find us on WSBN TV channel 30. You can find it in the comfort of your own home on Roku, Apple, or Fire TV. Just download the BoxCast app and look for World Sports Broadcasting Network and mm-hmm. on the BoxCast app. And then we are channel 30 on WSBN TV. All right, so we're going to dive straight into the Big 12. We got 14 teams to kind of go through tonight. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be wild and hairy. Um, the first team we're going to dive into is Baylor. So we're going to talk a little bit about Baylor to start with. Um Baylor last year, I mean, of course, their Dave Aranda is in his fourth year. He's 20 and 16 as a head coach in three years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they had kind of a down year, disappointing year last year, Baylor did. Compared to what they had been, like, the year before, a couple of years before, um, so – you know, in their fourth year here, do you think Baylor is going to rebound, basically? I do. Dave Aranda's a good um, coach. I think they're going to have to get more out of their passing game, Blake Shapin. Um, the defense has got to get back to normal, you know, the secondary, and, and you know, return to their 
2021 um, form. Last year was a down year for Baylor. Um, you know, I think if I remember correctly, it might have been the TCU game they lost on the last second field goal where TCU ran on the field and scored really quick. And that was just a little minor print in what their season was. You know, they, they had all kinds of, in, you know, I had a few injuries, had a few guys out. It was just, it was a total failure, I think, last year to me. Um, I don't know how, how you look at it, but I think, you know, last year was a failure to a, to an extent because the year before that, they, yeah, well, they got I mean, to win the, the Big 12 championship, so. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Keys to the seasons. They got to have more third down stops this year. Um, they were pretty. They were pretty bad on third down conversions and, and stops last year, and they absolutely have to get better at that to turn their season around um, from last year and have a better season this year. So, what do you think, John? That, that's. That's pretty much my key, my keys to the season. Yeah, they gave up 46% on third downs last year, and that's got to change um, if they're going to turn their season around. Mm -hmm. um, so then from there, we'll go to the top transfer in and the biggest loss out for Baylor. Um, I've got – Top transfer in is uh, offensive lineman that's probably going to play either center or guard, um, Barrington from BYU. Um, and then they lost an offensive guard to Florida. Um, Mazuka, I don't know how you say his last name, but uh, Mike. The biggest, the biggest thing with Baylor is their offensive line is going to be revamped. But they did get they did bring back Reese at running back, so they're going to have some key spots there. Um, I think just total totally, the offense needs to get back to where they were. The defense will do their thing, but the offense has got to get back to the to the passing game that they once was, and, and do what Baylor does. And I, I think that's the biggest key of the year. Yeah. So. With that said, my key player is their quarterback, Blake Shapin. Um, he's a junior. I think um, with more than likely an improved offensive line um, and the receiving core that they have, they do have some veterans on the receiving core. I believe that Blake Shapin, their junior QB, is going to be a very, very key player for Baylor to have a better season this year for Dave Miranda. I agree with you. All right. Key game. What do you have as a key game? I'll let you do this one. I'll do the next one. I can tell you mine. My key, my, my key game is September 23rd at home against Texas. I, uh, um, it's the Big 12 that. opener. It's the big, it's the Big 12 opener for Baylor, and it's mm -hmm. at home, and it's against Texas. You know, 
the Big 12 is going through a bunch of changes. Mm-hmm. And we got some new teams to talk about um, in the Big 12. We got Texas and Oklahoma that's leaving. Next year, we're going to have even more teams come in. So the Big 12 is coming through a whole bunch of changes. Yes, yeah, it's, going through, it's going I through think a, a statement game against Texas. Yeah, it's going through a process. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think a statement game at home against Texas in Waco um, is going to be a key game in order for them to turn their season and have a little better season than last year. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then where we'll go with the win totals, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, the offense has got to get better. Dave Aranda – He's he's known for his defense, but the offense has got to got to get it's just gotta get better playing simple. So I'm gonna be lenient. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna get I'm gonna give them seven wins. Um I, I just don't see them going over that. All right. So well, let's look at their schedule real quick. They they play Texas State and Utah at home, Long Island at home. Then they play Texas at home, at UCF, Texas Tech at home, at Cincinnati, Iowa State at home, Houston at home, at Kansas State, at TCU, and West Virginia at home to end the year. So I set their win total at seven. That's where that's where I set their win total. Um was was seven wins. You already said you're going to pick them to go seven, so you've got them seven and five? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's probably pretty accurate. That's that's about where I would have them, too, is seven and five on the year. They were six and seven last year, so if they could go seven and five, that would be a little bit of improvement from last year. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to move on to a new Big 12 team. We got BYU. Uh, BYU has been independent, and they have been playing a pretty stout schedule as an independent. Um, yeah. You know, last year they pretty, played a bunch of foes. Pretty stout again so this year. They're kind of used to playing a tougher schedule. Yeah, and they're but they're kind of used to playing a tough schedule. So um, you know, BYU is in their eighth year with their head coach. He's 56 and 34 in eight pretty years. Good. I mean, that's a pretty good record for them. Um it's not bad. You know, of course. They are moving into the Big 12, and it's a, um, you know, it's a different animal moving into the Big 12 this year. Mm-hmm. I think the keys to the season is going to be um, their defense. The strength of the squad should be their offense. You know, they get Kate, Kid and Slofus, um, and they get running back Aiden Robbins. So they're going to they reload on offense, but I feel like their defense needs to be a lot better than it was a year ago.
Yeah, so that's one of my keys. Here's I'm gonna give you a stat. In their five in in five of their losses last year, they had zero sacks. They have to generate and find a, a pass rush. Um, that's one of the keys that I have for them for BYU is to find a, a, a consistent pass rush. Like I said, in five of their losses last year, they had zero, zero um, sacks. So, big biggest transfer in and transfer out. You've already mentioned Slovis from Pittsburgh prior to that at USC, um, and he was a starter at both places. So he's coming mm-hmm. in, and I would expect him to be able to fill some pretty big shoes, um, you know, out of the quarterback position from last year. Their quarterback was drafted like in the fourth or fifth round um, in the NFL draft, and Slovis has some pretty big shoes to fill, but I think he's capable of doing that. Yeah, I do too. They lost an offensive guard. They lost an offensive guard, Barrington, to Baylor. I think that's mm-hmm. going to hurt. That's probably going to be their key, one of their key losses. Mm-hmm. I'm right. on a, key players. Well, some of their players, I think Slovis will be the key to this team. The quarterback, what he does is what's going to how they're going to go, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. Team. I'm going to go. I'm going to go under Slovis. I'm going to go with the center. Um, he's a senior. M-A-I-T-E, mate, I think is how yeah, you mate. say his yeah, name. Um, yeah. He's a senior. He's 6'2", 300 pounds. Yeah, he's 6'2", 300 pounds, and he's going to be under center, um, and that's who Slovis is going to, you know, have to build a rapport with at center yeah. he's going to be a good one for them on the offensive line and i think you know between Slovis and the center mate uh that's going to be an absolute key um key players both of them mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, go for BYU. I'll go this one for i'll go this one i'll let me go this one all right i think all it's right. september key game september 16th against arkansas and, and, and I'll tell you why. It's because the following week they play at Kansas, then they come home and play Cincinnati, and then they go to TCU. Because if you lose that Arkansas game and then you're going to face Kansas, a team that's improved from a year, you know, they had they went to a bowl game last year. Is you it at home? Is it at home? Is the Arkansas the game at home for them? It's a home. No, it's at Arkansas. So at Arkansas, that's what I'm saying. That's be a, a loss there, a loss there, and you're you're behind the eight ball in my opinion in the Big Twelve. Well, I had their key game at the very the next week at Kansas, September the twenty third. That's what I had. I think they can probably afford to lose an out-of-conference game to Arkansas away. Um, they can't afford Kansas, to lose one on, you know, on a Big 12. No. 
Yeah, but Kansas is going to be, uh, uh, you know, they they open the season well. They're going to be a decent team, especially at home, and that's yeah, going to be a big game for them, I think. So is. that's what I had as a key game. All right, so let's take a look at their schedule. Um, they start out with Sam Houston, Southern Utah at home, at Arkansas, at Kansas, mm. home Cincinnati, at Ooh. TCU, Texas Tech at home, at uh-huh. Texas, and then at West Virginia, Iowa State at home, Oklahoma at home, and then at Oklahoma State. That's their schedule. They went eight and five last year. And they're going to get, have, they're going to get introduced. I have their win total. I have their win total set at six and a half. They're so, going to get introduced to the Big 12 really quick. Yeah. Yeah. They, they've got a tough schedule. You know, I'll be mm-hmm. honest with you, I've got them going six and six. I set their win total at six and a half, and I've got them going six and six. And that's just because, I mean, they play at TCU. They play at Arkansas. They play at Kansas. They play Texas. They play Oklahoma. They play, well, you know what I mean, at Oklahoma well, dude, State. If they're going to get seven wins out of this, they're going to have to knock off somebody they're not supposed to. They're going to have to win one of those tough games, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to beat. They're going to have to win at Kansas or at Arkansas, one of the games that we were talking about. I'm with you, though. I'm with you, though. I think six wins is pretty much the 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 ceiling for them. They went eight and five, and they've been BYU's been a lot better eight, nine, ten win team the last few years, but they're a step up in the Big Twelve, and we'll see exactly what happens. So the next team that we're talking about. They weren't independent. They're coming from the AAC, and this is Cincinnati. Uh, This is a big step for them, if you ask me. They also have a first-year head coach with Satterfield, and I haven't been all that impressed with Satterfield. Um, He was at Louisville and didn't do all that well, in my opinion, uh, taking over a program that was, you know, minus right after Lamar Jackson. And you know what I mean? And and he took over a program that was kind of up there and he didn't do so well. And now he's in his first year at Cincinnati. Um, Scott Satterfield, his overall record is 76 and 48 in 11 years. Um, but most of that was at smaller schools. Yeah. yeah. The biggest question I have on this team is they're only returning seven starters. You know, and they and, – and, and I know you're going to get to the transfer, but they brought in Emory Jones, um, for, former Florida Gator, Arizona State. Um, he's going to be their quarterback. I think they also brought in um, – I can't remember – it's off the top of my head. They brought in a couple wide receivers to the wide to the wide receiving core out of the transfer portal. But I just don't – in some preseason rankings, they've got Cincinnati ranked 12th in the, in the, in the Big 12. 
I've seen them as low as 13. In, I just in don't. Some of them. I just don't think this is the year, Scott Satterfield. Um, so in his first season no. of Cincinnati and in a in a, in a in the Big 12 and a big upgrade in schedule and everything, I think it's going to be a tough ride. Uh, but keys mm-hmm. to the season, their offensive line play has to be far far better um, because they are stepping up to the Big 12. So I think that is going to be a huge huge deal for them. For well, the if we're being line. if we're being honest. Their defense kept them in the games last year. Their defense was really good. Yeah, absolutely. They, you know, absolutely. Under Fickle, they always had a good defense. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, that's how they got to the um, two years ago and got to the college football playoff. Really, is they had an outstanding defense. Um, so transfer in and transfer out. You've already mentioned Emory Jones transferring in from Arizona State. Um. But they got an edge guy from Utah State. Um, Grisaic, I'm not sure how you pronounce his last yeah, name. Their front, but, uh, their front four was probably one of the best in football last year. So I think I think they're not going to lose as much on the defensive side, but they're you know their offense is where they're gonna I think they're gonna have some troubles. They well, lost the quarterback Ben Bryant to Northwestern. He transferred to Northwestern. But they did bring in Emory Jones. So, yeah. So. Um, key player, I've got DeAndre Buford, offensive tackle, junior. He's 6'3, 312 pounds, looks the part of a NFL draft uh, guy, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And he needs to play like that yeah. on that offensive line for that improvement that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. All right, key game for Cincinnati. I've got September 23rd at home against Oklahoma. Yeah, I think that's a pretty huge game. That's what I've got. Um, I think that'll be their Big 12 opener. Their very first ever uh, Big 12 game is going to be against Oklahoma and Cincinnati. And, you know, Cincinnati has had a a heck of a run under Fickle. And, you know, two years ago, Oklahoma come to town, they might have been able to beat Oklahoma. You know what I mean? And and it's gonna be it's gonna be an awful big statement, I, I think, for Cincinnati to hang in that game. So I've got a key game, especially with it being at home. So, I, that's, I, that's I tell you, I'll be honest. I, I got their win total at five. I just don't see them having the year that they had the last few years. It's it's going to be a – this. you know, you don't judge the first-year head coach on his first year. You judge him about the second or third year. You you, you don't try to yeah. get – Lose your mind. I agree with you. It's it's going to be Satterfield's first year and their first year in the Big 12. So it's a big step up on top of that. So their schedule looks like this. They play Eastern Kentucky at home, at Pittsburgh. Um, They play Miami. They play Oklahoma at home, at BYU, Iowa State at home, Baylor at home, at Oklahoma State, uh, home against UCF at Houston, and at West Virginia. 
So they do miss um, Texas Tech and Texas and TCU. You know, they don't there's a, play. There's a chance there they can get six, but they're going to have to upset somebody, I think. They don't play. They don't play TCU. They don't play Texas Tech. They don't play Texas. Uh, they don't play Kansas State. So mm-hmm. I mean, their schedule looks halfway decent, and because of that, I had set their win total at six. Just looking at their schedule, I had set their win total at six, and I think that's what I'm going to go with is six and six. That's mm-hmm. what I had. But that's I'm, – I'm saying that because they miss a few of the bigger teams, yeah. Big 12 teams. Hmm. All right. So our next school is a new school as well, and they're in the same situation. They're also coming from the AAC, mm-hmm. and that's Houston. Um, Houston was 8-5 and five last year. The biggest question Dana mark Dana Holgerson is their their is their head coach. He's 27 and 20 at Houston. And they've had a couple of really good years. Okay. The offense, I think, is going to be okay, but the defense loses. Well, they, they bring back only three starters off the off the defense from last year. And they did bring in Donovan Smith, the transfer from Texas Tech, the quarterback. So, I think the offense will be fine. Um, the defense wasn't bad last year. I think they only gave up 18, 19 points a game, but they still had some games where they just didn't really play that well. But at the end of the day, I think this Houston team will be fine. Um, there's been a lot of, you know, rankings that I've seen, 13, 14 um, preseason rankings. So, I think they're going to pr- probably be in the same – um, boat is Cincinnati. So, yeah, I agree with you. Or around, um, that, or around, or around that win total. Yeah. Keys to the season. I think they have to. They have to um, pass the ball. Complete mm-hmm. a lot of passes. Their offense is what has kept them winning games. And I think they are going to have to get in the Big Twelve and probably try to do some shootouts this year. I mean, honestly, that's – I think that's that's kind of where they're going to have to play this year um, in their first year. They got uh, Donovan Smith from Texas Tech transferred in, um, and they lost McCaskill running back to Colorado is their biggest loss. Um, key players – I'm going to give you a stat. So, eight Houston Cougar games last year were decided by seven points or less. All right. Four of those were decided by three points or less. Yeah, but. They go up a step in competition this year, though. And they and they lost a lot of games on some missed field goals. Yeah, they year. had some issues last year with the field goals. They did. They lost some games on missed field goals. And because of that, I I Jack Martin is their place kicker. 
field goal kicker. He's a senior. Dude's got to improve. They can't be doing that in the Big 12 or they're going to get blown out. All right, key game. And this is going to sound strange probably, but I have their key game, the first game of the year against UTSA. UTSA is no slouch. Mm -hmm. and if I remember correctly, UTSA goes to Tennessee too. They do. So that's About week four, know, three week or four. We are three or four. Yeah, three or four, they do. Uh, but they start the season out at Houston – and with their upgrade in schedule, Houston, I'm saying, they can't afford to lose um, to UTSA mm -mm. at home. No. Nope. First game of the year. So that's what I have as their key game of the season. And then let's take a look at their um, schedule. Like I said, they open up. UTSA at home, then they play at Rice, then they play TCU at home, at uh, then they play Sam Houston, then they play at Texas Tech, West Virginia at home, Texas at home, at Kansas State, at Baylor, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State at home, and at UCF. So they have a stretch in there where they play at Texas Tech, West Virginia at home, Texas at home, at Kansas State, and at Baylor. <laughs> because of that, they did go eight and five last year. I've got their win total set at six. About do, right. you think, do you think they go under or can they can they possibly go over? I'm going to be honest with you. I have them at five and seven. That's that's pretty much where I had them. I have them at five and seven. You know, if they could win one of these really tough games at Kansas State, you know, at Baylor, at Oklahoma State, mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe they can go bowling, beat that, maybe beat UCF at the end of the season or something. I'm not yeah. sure, but. That's where I have them. Yeah. I just... I just don't think they're they're going to be able to withhold that schedule, withstand that schedule. Yeah. So. All right. We will move on to Iowa State. That is the next team on the list. And if you're wondering, I'm doing these in alphabetical order or at least I think I am. <laughs> Matt Campbell is their coach. He is in his eighth year. They are 48. He is 48 and 42, 46 and 42. They were well, four and two. They were four and eight last year. And two, if I remember correctly, they lost their quarter. They lost their quarterback. And then they lost their running back due to a gambling probe. Yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of uncertainty in Ames today right now. Yeah, they're definitely gonna have to get back to running the ball. That's one of the keys to the seasons that I have is running the ball. They uh 
Iowa State plays great defense. They, they have defense. And it's a tough place to play at home. You know, when they, when you go mm-hmm. there, it's a tough place to play. Iowa State is always. Uh, Matt Campbell's done a really good job until last year, running to some bumps last year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they can generate a little more pass rush and fix their running game, I think they can possibly go bowl. But I think too their their offensive line is going to be I think their weakness, and I think you know losing Xavier Hutchinson to the pros, that's going to hurt them a little bit. So I feel like you know on defense they're they're pretty much going to be who they are. John Hecock, he's probably one of the better um, defensive coordinators in the Big Twelve. He does a really good job with those guys, but the offense is where they're going to need to step up this year to to do what they want to do. Biggest uh, biggest loss and transfer top transfer in. They got a wide receiver from Eastern Kentucky, actually, uh, Jaden Higgins, wide receiver. Um, I think mm-hmm. is going to be a key um, for them on offense. And then they lost a cornerback to Virginia, Tavon Tavon Kyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost him to Virginia. He's a he's a cornerback, but he's six four two fifteen cornerback. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's pretty tough. Key players. I've got their edge rusher Joey Peterson. Mm-hmm. Listed as I started to. That's the one I was going to put. He's probably one of the keys to the season, really. Yeah, I've got him listed as an absolute key player uh, for them. They have to do a little more pass rush. I mentioned that a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. and I think he is a player um, that could absolutely do that. Um, replacing Will McDonald. Mm-hmm. and some players that they lost last year. Um, so I think he's going to be – and he, he needs to step up. You know, he does. And be that type of player. I think the key game to me is um, the Iowa game. I mean, I know we say that every year, but, you know, that's Almost a key – It's their rival game, and it's what, second game of the year or something like second, that? Second game, I think, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the probably the key game to the season, I think. All right. I had at home Oklahoma State September 23rd is what I had. You know, if they could get that first big win in the Big 12 this season, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it be a home game and that's always a tough place to play, against Oklahoma mm-hmm. State, against the Cowboys. Um, I think that would be an absolute monster of a win for them. It would. And kind of, and kind of set their season up. All right, let's take a look at their schedule. They start out Northern Iowa. They get Iowa at home. They play at Ohio Oklahoma State at home, then they play at Oklahoma, TCU at home, at Cincinnati, at Baylor, Kansas at home, at BYU, 
Texas at home and at Kansas State. So the last half of their season, they really step up in, in competition. In competition, yeah. They play think- Oklahoma and TCU and at Baylor and Kansas and at BYU and Texas. I think- Kansas State. Here's my thing. I'm not trying to get into the whole issue with them with with their whole gambling probe and thing, but there's a lot hanging over that, and there's a lot hanging on this season, and there's a lot going on in Ames right now. There's a lot of uncertainty. Um, I think that can be a distraction a little bit to some of the players, Um, but at the same time, you got to focus on football. You get what I'm saying? You can't worry I about the win total set at six. You can't so, worry about the outside noise and the drama. So if we're being realistic, I think six wins is good. Seven, if they upset one of those teams later in the year. But I got them at six, six wins. I don't think they go over that, though. That's where I got them at six and six, um, yeah. which would be an improvement from eight and four from, you know, last year. Yeah. All right, so the next one is Kansas. Yep. You know, Kansas started out last year and had the whole world talking about them. Yeah, All of was, college football. I mean, seriously, um, Jalen Daniels got hurt and their season just tanked. And, you know, they started out 5-0. and oh, They were ranked. They beat a couple of teams they wasn't supposed to. Um, and then Jalen Daniels got hurt and they, they finished the year one and six or something like that. The biggest thing with this team this year for them to, to really compete for a chance to get to the conference title game is man, you're going to have to improve the defense. <laughs> yeah, but that offense, that offense is fun to watch. Offense when it's humming, Jalen Daniels is is fun to watch. But man, the defense gave up thirty seven points a game last year. That's just too, that's just too much. Well, and that ain't going to win you many games. Now you might have a few times in the Big games. Twelve. They try to outscore each other. You know it's, that. Yeah, exactly. But the biggest thing, the defensive front. They, they really struggled last year to generate a pass rush. And and even this year, they're thin on experience in that regard. So they're going to have to have some guys step up on defense if they want to take this next step. Because the offense is going to be fine. The offense is going to score points. But my biggest concern with this Kansas team, if you want to take that next step and, and get to the conference championship game, you're going to have to get this defense under control. You can't oh, – so- they finished the year in a wild bowl game against Arkansas at the Liberty Bowl, and it was 55-53, and Arkansas beat them at the end. I mean, it was a wild game. I don't know if anybody, game, remembers, I, I I don't know if anybody remembers that game or not, but if you watched the Liberty Bowl last year, it was a wild game. It was. So Lance Le- uh, Leopold is the coach. He's in his third year. I think he's done a good job turning this program around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, you know, you know what, you know what turned that, you know what turned it around. What's that? It was, the, it was the year before that, when he when they beat Texas. Yeah, and it felt like 
Kansas was on to something. And then they start out 5-0. and College game day went to Kansas. We've never yes. seen that happen before. Yeah, like, absolutely. And they, you know. This ain't college. Know, this, ain't college this ain't college basketball, everybody. Right, <laughs> yeah. They this, were actually, this is I actually mean, football. So. All right, so keys to the season. What you kind of goes along with what you were talking about for me, I got stop the run. Stop the run, man. Like in the Big 12, they averaged 209 yards a game giving up. I mean, wow. Okay. Pretty bad. Yeah. All right. So, top transfer in, I've got uh, Logan Brown from Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. He is an offensive tackle. And then um, they lost a linebacker, Gilliard, to UConn. And I got him as the biggest loss. All right, key players. Besides Jalen Daniels, everybody knows Jalen Daniels is going to be an absolute key pay player for Kansas to be any good. Mm -hmm. uh, besides him, I've got a defensive tackle. They got two defensive tackles, Withers and Taylor. And I think those two defensive tackles stopping the run, what I was just talking about, improving that defense – those two def defensive tackles have absolutely have to play and be a beast in the middle of that defensive line. It's got to change for the better because last year was just too much, too much uh, yardage being thrown around. They got a they got a Minnesota transfer, Gabe Keys, in there in the middle on that defensive line as well. So they have some pieces to improve. I'm not saying they're going to be the top in the nation but they have some pieces to improve. And if they mm -hmm. can find some improvement, then I think they can climb the ladder a little bit in the big 12. I agree. All right. Key game. I actually have the at home against BYU on September 23rd. Again, it'll be the big 12 opener. It's a home game. It's against a new guy coming in with BYU, a new team coming into the Big 12. Um, Kansas opened the year last year very well. You know, they have a chance this year to be to possibly be 4-0 um, and open the season like that, and I think it would be a key, key win at home if they can beat BYU on September yeah, that's, 23rd. That's a, key, that's a key game to me. Yeah. Um, all right, so let me look at the schedule. Um, again, they went six and seven last year, so they finished the year one and seven. By the way, just keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. um, but they start they start out Missouri State at home, then they play Illinois at home, at Nevada, BYU at home, mm -hmm. at Texas, UCF at home. 
at Oklahoma State, Oklahoma at home, at Iowa mm-hmm. State, Texas Tech at home, Kansas State at home, and at Cincinnati is how they finish the year. I've got their win total set at six and a half. They went six and seven last year. Do you think they can go over? Mm, I, I, think think chance, I think there's a chance for seven games. I think they can go seven and five and have an improvement. Um, I do too. And, you know, if they could beat Illinois and at home and Cincinnati away, they might get to eight wins. I mean, it's possible. But, it is. you know, so I've got them at seven and five, which would be an improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think that's where they, they will probably land. I want to say this though, if Jalen Daniels stays healthy, healthy, I think, I think he, I'll wait to the end, but I think he could be special in the big 12 this year. If he can stay healthy. Problem with that if is he likes to get out of the pocket and run a lot and stuff, and he's dynamic with it, but sometimes those quarterbacks get hurt. They do. All right, we're moving on to Kansas State. Surprise, surprise, if you don't remember, Kansas State actually won the Big 12 last year. They did. Everybody remembers TCU, but Kansas State actually won the Big 12 last year, if you don't remember. They did. Um, Chris Kleiman is the, is the uh, coach. Four years, he is 30 and 20. They went 10 and 4 last year, 7 and 2 in the Big 12. And they have a dynamic offense as well. There's a lot of good offenses in the in the Big 12. There he is. All right. Keys to the season. They got to keep the turnovers low. They did that last year for the most part. They had three games where they had multiple turnovers. And they were 0-3 in those three games. I got to plug my computer in. Hold on just a second. All right. They had three games last year where they had multiple turnovers in a single game, and they were 0-3 in in those games. So I don't think this team is capable of overcoming a lot of turnovers. So I think they need to keep their turnovers low. Uh, which they did last year, by the way. Top transfer in and biggest loss. The top transfer in to me is Treshawn Ward, running back from Florida State. Treshawn Ward, he is going to be uh, replacing a legend, honestly, and he's playing in the NFL now, um, and – 
But Ward's a good back. He was part of that three-headed monster at Florida State last year. And um, I think he's going to come in, you know, he's averaged six and a half yards a carry, has 11 scores. So, I mean, expect to see a whole lot of Ward. And then um, their biggest loss is they lost a offensive ta- offensive tackle named Clem to Washington. That's who I have as their biggest loss. What are you doing over there? I'm trying to fix something on my on my computer. All right, key players. I got an edge rusher, Khalid Duke. He's a senior. He looks the part of a possible NFL player. Big time outside linebacker. But his job is going to be uh, edge pass rusher. So he has to be able to get to the quarterback. So I've got him listed. There's some other players that could be named there for Kansas State as well. But key game for Kansas State. I've got October 6th at Oklahoma State. The road game against Texas is going to be tough. Um, But, you know, if Kansas State has hopes to get to November the 4th, Um, with still some Big 12 championships um, hopes alive, they have to win October 6th at Oklahoma State if they still have hopes for a Big 12 championship. So that's the one I've picked is playing the Cowboys at home. Yeah, that's that's the key game. I'm going to take a look at their schedule with you guys. Um, they open up Southeast Missouri State, then they play Troy, and don't knock on Troy. Troy is going to be a tougher game than most people are going to give them credit for. At Missouri, then they play home UCF, home Oklahoma, or at Oklahoma State, at Texas Tech, TCU at home. Houston at home, at Texas. That's that November 4th game I was talking about. Baylor at home, at Kansas, and Iowa State at home. So the middle part of their schedule, you know, when you play at Oklahoma State, at Texas Tech, TCU at home, then you get Houston at home, then at Texas, then Baylor at home. I mean, you know, that's a pretty rough schedule in there. And like I said, if they have hopes of still having hopes November the 4th for a Big 12 championship, they got to win a couple of those games in Oklahoma State. I think they'll win eight, though. I think that's the – I depends. have their, That's where I have their win total set at eight. Mm-hmm. Um, they went 10 and four last year. So, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Which Gundy, I, Gundy's going to have to rebuild, though, because he – he lost a few key pieces, so. 
which I think, which I think he'll do. Did you know that I didn't realize this? He is the most consistent coach in America when it comes to playing. Yeah. Five yeah, we're, we're we're getting to him. Maybe net or well, a couple of teams away, I think. But yeah, Gundy's Gundy's a good one. Um, I've got Kansas State at eight and four as well in the regular season. That's where I've got them at. At eight and four, they probably won't be winning the Big Twelve. So, but eight and four is a good season. All right, then we're getting to the Oklahoma Sooners. Boomer Sooner. All right, we're getting to the Sooners now, guys. So. They had a rough year last year. First time in recent memory that I can remember they actually had a losing season. They went six and seven. Three and six in the Big 12. Brent Venables is now in his second year, had a very rough first year with them. And they're in their last year of the Big 12. Do you know that since the conception of the Big 12, do you know that Oklahoma has won half of the Big 12 championships. And you go back and look at the Big 8, and they almost won half of the Big 8 championships. Very close. They're like 46%, something like that, of the Big 8 championships. That's consistency right there. You were talking about consistency. That's consistency. And Oklahoma's not going to put up with another losing season. Brent's got to get the ball rolling. <laughs> I like Brent Venables. He's a good coach, but he's got to get the ball rolling at, at, at Boomer sooner. He can't have another year like he had last year. There's just there's no way fans or butts about it. Um, you know the recruiting seems to be going well, but now you got to turn that in and turn it up on the field. Got to show it on the field, you know. Yeah. So, keys to the season. I'm gonna. It's gonna sound like a dead. I'm gonna beat a dead horse here with most of these teams. I think. <laughs> Stop the run already. Yeah. I bad. mean, Lord have mercy, Brent, to be a defensive coordinator and be such a good one. Last year, Oklahoma's defense was horrendous. Yeah, it was it was pretty it's pretty tough last year. I mean, it was horrendous. And they have got to improve their defense. And that's gonna start up front. Stop the run already for real. All right. Transfer in, biggest loss. Transfer in, I have defensive end from Wake Forest, Boyth, Bothroyd. Yeah. I think their defense is what's going to be the key to the season, I think. Because their offense is going to – They lost a linebacker to Houston. Their offense, to me, is going to be fine. It's just at the end of the day – Stop the daggone run game, man. 
I mean, Texas. You, can't be, you can't be giving up 45, 50 points, you know, four, 38 points every game. What was I it mean, last year? Texas beat them pretty – beat them like 50-something. To, was it three or seven? Nothing. They didn't score nothing. zero. They didn't score nothing. It, it was, was a goose egg, man. Nothing. It was zero. It was zero. over by halftime. <laughs> Robinson, Robinson had a field day, man. He went – now, he ran wild that, I think that was a game that Dylan Gabriel was hurt. He yeah, was I believe, out. I believe it was. Yeah, he was out a few games last year, and I I yeah. believe that was one of the games that he was out. I believe it was. Yeah. All right, key player. I've got Walter Roos, offensive tackle. He's a senior. There's plenty of good transfers coming in. They've done a good job in the transfer um, portal, but I've got him listed as a key player. Did I just – so a minute ago we did Kansas State, and I was – I thought we was doing Oklahoma State. I got carried away because I was on another – I yeah. had my mind in another place. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, we were doing Kansas State. I need, right. to, I need to get on target, man. All right. So, All right. this Roos guy, he's 6'6", 315, looks yeah. exactly like an NFL uh, offensive tackle, and he needs to play like one. I agree. Front. All right. Key game. I mean, it doesn't get any more key than Oklahoma versus Texas, right? No, it's it's, it's, in Dal- it's in Dallas, of course, and um, it's October the seventh, and they and we just mentioned they got absolutely annihilated last year in this game, and Texas looks the part this year. I, you know, I'm I'm usually not on board with Texas, and I'm always thinking they're going to show and falter just like they always do but i'm gonna say texas looks the part this year they really do they really do um so you know that game for oklahoma to show something and to compete and hang with them and play in that game and not get trounced like they did last year is going to be is going to be big for them it's going to be crucial yeah yeah. I think so. So Dylan Gabriel, I mentioned him. He's going to be a, a, a solid player. He's got to stay healthy. Um, and, you know, they brought in a bunch of transfers and, and Venables is going to try to turn this thing around. So let's take and a look. I'll tell you, I'll tell you another key stat for him though, is they was 0-5 last year, Oklahoma. In, in one run game, in one run games, if I'm not mistaken, in one store games, one I'm, thinking store games. Ba- I'm thinking baseball. Yeah, but at the same time, that's that's not bad because it it tells you that they're not far off. You know, they're competing. So let's take a look at their schedule. They start out September the second, Arkansas State, SMU at home, at Tulsa, at Cincinnati, Iowa State at home. Texas and Dallas, and then UCF at home, at Kansas, at Oklahoma State, 
which might be the last Bedlam game, by the way. Mm-hmm. West Virginia at home at BYU and then TCU at home. I have their win total set at eight and a half. Yeah, that's that's basically where I'm going with it. I I don't think this is going to be a, a playoff top team, but I think it's a team that can go to a big bowl game. Yeah, I think they're going to be much improved. I've actually got them nine and three. They could go eight and four. But I've actually got them at nine and three. That's where I've got Oklahoma this year. Mm-hmm. Where where you got them at? That's I got them about eight and four, nine and three, something like that. Okay. Well, that'll be an improvement. I'm not sure eight and four will will make the Oklahoma fans happy. Nine and three, I think, would be a little bit better probably for them to have a chance to go to a bowl game and get to that 10th win, I think would be a better showing for them. Mm -hmm. All right, now we're doing Oklahoma State. All right, now we're good. All right, so Oklahoma State, Mike Gundy is in his 19th year, and you were talking about consistency with him. Do you know that Mike Gundy, minus his first year at Oklahoma State, 18 straight years he has not had a losing season? That's 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 impeccable. 18 straight years he has not had a losing season. In one his of those record, years, in one of those years he should have went to the national championship. He got his beat. record is 156 and 75 in 19 seasons. If you remember. Now, if you remember correctly, wasn't it was it 07? It might have, I can't remember. They should have went to the championship national title. Remember, they lost to Iowa State on the road. They was undefeated and lost on the road. It's when they had Brandon Whedon, remember? Yeah. Yeah. They've had a couple of really good runs and should have been um they've only won one Big 12 title in that time, though. Yeah. That's amazing. To be honest. Again, keys to the season for Oklahoma State run defense has got to hold up. They wasn't yeah. as bad as the two that mentioned no. I mentioned before, um, but you know they didn't hold up well in the Big Twelve. No, they they had a struggle last year. Yeah, they went four and five in the Big Twelve last year. The offense done pretty. The offense kept them in the games quite a bit, and then. Another key is they got to replace Spencer Sanders. Yeah, that's, who is a, that's now a, who is now at after you know four years at Oklahoma State. He's now at uh, Ole Miss. Yeah, it's, and probably and probably going to be a backup. And yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand that move. Okay. Yeah, that's I, we'll we'll talk about that next week. I really don't understand that move. I don't understand how you go from being a. I mean, he's he's you know top three or four all-time leader in passing yards and everything at Oklahoma State. I mean, and how do you leave there and go to be a backup at Ole Miss? I don't understand that move. I'm going to be honest with you. So, biggest loss, I mean, to me, absolutely has to be Spencer Sanders. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I mean, there's just no way around it. If you ask me, um, as far as I've got a offensive tackle, Dalton Cooper from Texas State as transfer in, just kind of shore up some of the holes that they had on the offensive line last year. Mm-hmm. Key player. I'm going to give you mine. It's Allen Bowman, quarterback. Quarterback, yeah. After replacing Spencer Sanders, who's been their starter, I think, three years. Um, You know, he has to step in and run that offense. Yeah, he's going to have to. He's going to have to make plays. Bowman started at Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, spent three seasons there. Um, then he went to Michigan. Yeah. And now he is at Oklahoma State mm-hmm. for his last year. And he has to show up and show out and replace Spencer Sanders Yeah, for them to do anything. Key game, I have at Iowa State, September the 23rd. Again, that'll be the Big 12 opener. It's an away game. Iowa State is a tough place to play. Mm -hmm. I had had this game for Iowa State. I also have it for Oklahoma State because I think it's big for each team. It's big for both. Yeah. All right, let's take a look at their schedule. Oklahoma State plays Central Arkansas at Arizona State the second game of the season, which is actually a big game as well. Mm -hmm. Um, South Alabama at home at Iowa State. Kansas State at home. Kansas at home at West Virginia. Cincinnati at home. Oklahoma at home. UCF away, Houston away, and BYU at home. So if you ask me, their schedule is semi-manageable. Yeah. They don't play Texas. They don't play Texas Tech. They don't play Baylor. Mm -hmm. They get the Kansas schools, and they get the uh, Oklahoma. They get a few of those at home, if I'm not mistaken. They do. Kansas State's at home. Kansas at home and Oklahoma's at home. Oklahoma's at home, yeah. So their schedule is, in my opinion, favorable. Because of that, I have their win total set at, at uh, seven and a half. Yeah. And I actually have them going eight and four. Yeah, I, I do too. I think I think eight and four is probably about right for Oklahoma State. They went seven and six last year. So mm-hmm. an eight and four regular season would be an improvement. And when you look at their schedule, I think that's manageable. Yeah. I think it is. All right. So then we're going to get to TCU. TCU. People are going to remember, went to the playoffs last year. They're going to remember that they beat Michigan and then got absolutely slaughtered 
by Georgia. That's what people are going to remember. But I'm going to say this. They went 12-0. Sonny Dykes. Sonny Dykes is one of the best coaches in America, I think. Yeah, and Sonny Dykes was in his first year. They went 13-2 overall, 9-0 in the Big 12. But they lost the Big 12 championship game and then got slaughtered 65-7 in the championship game against Georgia. They were without the running back and some key players. Well, and I'm going to be honest with you. Morris, Chandler Morris, you know, um, he'll be the quarterback this year. And if he has a breakout year, like everybody's thinking he will, um, they they won't miss a beat offensively. Um, now, the defense has a few holes that they need to, to, to plug up. But other than that, this TCU team's got an opportunity to win another B-12 championship. And in, in many polls that I've seen, they've got them ranked fourth in the Big 12. Um, I haven't got to my sleeper yet. For the I, I posted about it last night. Um, team, I think, will win the Big 12, a sleeper team. Um, we'll we haven't got to we haven't got to them yet, but once we get to them, I'm you're pretty yeah. much going to know who I'm talking about. I think we'll get I think, to it. I think you know who I'm going at, but um, TCU is going to have another fun team this year. Um, it's just all about can they replace Ken, Kendra Miller, uh, Quentin Johnston? Um, they lost quite a bit on the offensive side of the ball, so. It's just going to be interesting to see how they how they manage that. Yeah, absolutely. And they lost their offensive coordinator. They did. It, it, so, that's, tough, that's tough to do. You know, if they can somehow step in and kind of continue that offense, that'll be an absolute miracle, really, if you ask me. Because now Sonny Dykes is an offensive guy. And, you know, when you run the air raid – you can kind of, you know, you can kind of keep up with things like that a lot of times. So we'll see. But that is going to be an absolute key. They lost a ton of stuff on offense, and they're going to have to figure out a way to replace that and still run a high-powered offense like they did last year. Yeah, I agree. Trey Sanders, um, running back from Alabama, transferred in. He's going to be an absolute key for them to replace Miller that they lost. Mm -hmm. And um, they also lost their their backup quarterback, which would have been their backup quarterback, Sam Jackson, to California. Mm-hmm. He's a sophomore. He was a sophomore. He transferred to California. So now they're having to find another backup. But Jackson's a good player. He's a four-star kid, and mm-hmm. that's a big loss for them. Um, he wouldn't have been the starter, but, you know, it's – if something happens, because Morris has been hurt before, he has. That's know. the biggest. That's the biggest question mark I have is, can Chandler Morris stay healthy? That's the biggest question. Yeah. So key player, you've already mentioned him a couple of times, Chandler Morris. That's who I have as their key player. Um, you know, replace replacing Max. Uh, I always want to say Duke. It's Duggan. 
Duggan, Max Duggan. Yeah. Doug, it's Duggan, right? I always Duggan. want to say Dugan. I don't know why, but Duggan. Hacksaw Jim Dugan. <laughs> I, when I see that, I want to say Dugan, not Duggan. I don't know why. Duggan. But anyway, Duggan. Duggan. Uh, re replacing him is going to be a monster, it's, especially it's crucial, when you yeah. lose – especially when you lose Garrett Riley to Clemson as well. So, you know, Chandler Morse and I listen, he was the he was named the starter this time last year. Yeah. And actually started the first game of the year and got hurt. And then he then he never saw the field again. Right. But he was named the starter over Dugan, Duggan. See? Duggan Duggan. He was named the starter over Duggan last year, this time of year, and started the first game. So, mm -hmm. all right, key game. I did that last year, too. I said it every time and, and missed, missed his name up every time. I've got Kansas at Kansas State October the 21st as a key game for TCU. Mm -hmm. um, you know that's who beat them in the championship game last year. Yeah, Kansas I, think State. A, I think that's a big game for them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to have to go to their place the 21st of October and play that game, um, that's mm -hmm. going to be a big, big game for them, I think. Yeah. yeah. So let's take a look at their schedule. They start the season out against Colorado at home, September the 2nd. Then they mm -hmm. play Nichols at home, at Houston, SMU at home, at West Virginia, or at home, West Virginia, at Iowa State, BYU at home, at Kansas State, at Texas Tech, Texas at home, mm -hmm. Baylor at home, and then end at Oklahoma. So that is a rough, rough November. They play yes. at Texas Tech, home against Te uh, Texas, home Baylor, and at Oklahoma. And the mm -hmm. last game in October is at Kansas State. Yeah, it's tough. So that's five games that are tough, tough games for yeah. TCU to end the, to end the year on. Because of that, I've got their win total set at eight. I was looking at their, you know, the way that their, their season ends. And do you think they can actually get above that? I think this year is eight and five. At the most. I mean, I, regular season, I got them eight and four. But. Mm -hmm. Towards the end of the year, they start the season out. I've got them winning a bunch of games, but towards the end of the year, in that tougher part of the schedule, I've got mm -hmm. them losing some games. Yep. I think eight and five is probably. All right. Then we got Texas. Last year in the Big 12 for Texas. Steve Sarkeesian. 
He's in his third year. He's 13 and 12 with Texas. I'm not that big of a Sark fan. He's a great recruiter, gets top-notch kids. I just don't think he puts it together on the field all that well. He didn't do Mm -hmm. it at USC. He has not done it at Texas in two years. They went eight and five last year, which is not as good as what they should have been. Mm -hmm. And I'm just not that impressed with Sark. However, I am going to say this. When you look at their roster and the five-star kids that they have, like they have a slew of talent, man. They do. Like their talent level, if you look at all the Big 12, their talent level is by far, I mean, even Oklahoma, I think their talent level looks like they should be the Big 12 winner. They do. That's It's a fact. I mean, keys to the season. There we go. I think they've got to run the ball well. They do. Losing, losing Robinson is a big loss. Of course, they've got people – you know, behind him, but yeah. Robinson's a special talent. Yeah, he's a he's a. He's I mean, a he was drafted. He was drafted in the top ten. Yeah, he's and a, and running backs don't get drafted even in the first round, much no, less he's top a, ten. He's a generational talent. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I think they're going to have the quarterback play. I mean, they got yeah. three outstanding five star kids. Oh, they're and their wide receiver. Room is absolutely and wide receiver room is ridiculous. Okay, it's I mean it's ridiculous. All right, so offense is going to be there, but they've got to be able to run the ball and look like Texas at times. Yeah. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's a key. Um, transfer in. I've got wide receiver Mitchell from Georgia. They lost an edge to LSU. Um, starts with an O, and I don't know how to pronounce that last name, so I'm not even going to try. I'll just butcher it. <laughs> yeah. But he's an edge guy, and he's gone off to LSU. Um, key players, who do you have as a key player on this team? Because there's a bunch of them you could choose from. I, think I mean, honestly, there's a ton of them. Xavier Worthy is a big, big player for the wide receiver room. Um, I think he's going to be key to the, to the season and what they do. Ewers, I mean, I've got, I've got Baron Sorrell. He's a defensive yeah. end, junior defensive end, has all the tools to play in the NFL. 6'4", 262. Has the tools to be a breakout star this year on this on this Texas team. He does. Um, and I think he could be a key for them. Yeah. Key game. There's a bunch of them. You could pick the Oklahoma game. Um, 
My key game is at Baylor, September the 23rd. It's an away yeah, game. I, I think it's huge. It's it's in Waco. It's a big rivalry. Rivalry game, yeah. And it could be one of the last times that they play. Yeah, especially with, with Texas going to the SEC. Yeah, so Texas is leaving. This could be one of the last times that they go to Waco and play. So Baylor's going to be up for this game, or should be. And the fans should, will be least, crazy and wild. At least should be so, up for it anyways. Yeah, I mean, they should be. I would think so. So let's talk about some of their players, man. I mean – my Lord, they got Xavier Worthy. They got uh, Tidy and Saunders. They got Ewers. They got a linebacker by the name of Jalen Ford. They got this Sorrell guy that I mentioned, Byron Murphy. And, I mean, you, you just go uh, Mitchell from Georgia. I mean, you just go down the line. Yeah, I it's, mean, it's, a, it's a loaded room, let me just tell you. I mean, Arch Manning, okay, is the prize recruit coming in as a freshman this year. And he's third string. Yeah. Third string. There are two guys that are five-star in front of him. You know, if Ewers wasn't there, would they start Manning or would they put him in and try? I mean, maybe. But with Ewers there and then and then the other five star kid already, you know, used up his red shirt and stuff. So I don't see any reason why you wouldn't red shirt Arch Manning. Nice. You can play you can play up to four games, you can put him in, and he can play a little bit and still red shirt. Yep. All right. We're gonna take a look at their schedule. They start out with a big one with Rice. <laughs> Here's I'm, the thing. Here's the I'm thing. Sorry, I had to. I had to throw that one. I don't want to. Don't want to say that they're going to win, sir. Because every year we do this, and every year they fall flat on their face. They do, and it's hard to pick them. It really is. It's it's difficult. Then they play. They start out with Rice at home. Then they play at Alabama, and that's going to be a big telltale sign right there. I'll say this: if they go into Alabama and beat Alabama on the road, we can declare that Texas is back. <laughs> Wyoming at home, at Baylor, Kansas at home, Oklahoma and Dallas. Uh, then they have an open date at Houston, BYU at home, Kansas State at home, at TCU, at Iowa State, and Texas Tech at home. So, you know, you look at this schedule. Yeah. And as much as I hate to say it, man, I mean, you know, 9-3, and 10-2 and two is definitely possible. It is. I have their win total set at nine. Can they go over? It's possible. I I'm gonna say that that, that Texas goes ten and two, and I and I hate to say that. 
I am never, ever, ever, ever a Texas guy, okay? Not ever. They fall flat every single year. But their, but their schedule is favorable. But they have the talent, and I don't trust Sark. If, if I mean, I don't trust Sark at all. None, period. And I'm being overly emphatic about this crap, okay? Yeah. But I think they have a chance at 10 and 2, and I hate to say that. Yeah, I, I, I think they do too. I really do. The biggest reason why I hate to say it is I don't trust them. I don't trust them or Sark at all. And, you know, I do have them losing at Alabama. That is one of the games that I have them losing. Yeah. All right, so this is probably going to be your sleeper team right here. Texas Tech. Nope, that ain't in. That's not the thing. What? It no. can't be one of the other two teams. Come on now. Yeah, there's another one that's kind of sliding in there. All right. Texas Tech. They went eight and five last year, five and four in the Big Twelve. Uh, McGuire is in his second year. He was a first-year head coach there. He's actually got Texas Tech in a prime position um, to make a little noise in the Big 12 this year, I think. And I tell you, too, there's a lot of optimism, especially in the and the defense on the defense this year, they're going to be a lot improved. Um, they got experience coming back. Uh, you know, the biggest thing with Texas Tech was they allowed 41 sacks last year. That's yeah. just it's too much. That that can't happen. You know, that's just the offensive line's got to be better. And, and the big thing about this team, though, is they miss Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. And they then they get Kansas State and TCU at home. Yeah. So there, there's there's optimism in Lubbock this year, especially from the football side of things. I think they have to chill on the turnovers. Yeah, the turnovers is, is a big problem. I think they got to chill on the turnovers. That was, I think, that, that was the issue all year last year. I think that's one of their keys to the season. If this yeah. team's going to – do better than you know five and four in the in the Big Twelve. They definitely have to chill on the turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Top transfer in and biggest loss. Their biggest loss to me was QB Donovan Smith gone to Houston. Um, but. They got a wide receiver by the name of Drake McRae from Austin P. And I think he was a big pickup for them and as a wide receiver for them. 
key players for Texas Tech. I got their center. Rusty States. You're all about the centers tonight, aren't you? I got their center. I, I, I do. I got their center. He's a senior, 6'5", 325 pounds. He was an all-conference USA center yeah. at Western Kentucky last year. Yeah. He was, he was at Western Kentucky last year, which is right around the corner for me, actually. Um, and he's a good, good player. And I think he could come in and kind of solidify that offensive line yeah. and uh, and kind of take the Red Raiders where they'd like to go and, and have a chance to play for the championship. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I have picked a couple of I've been offensive line heavy tonight. Yeah, you're on the you're on the hog mollies in that. <laughs> I have been offensive line heavy tonight. Yeah, when it comes to that. All right, key game. I've got at Baylor October. Yeah, that's, I think that's a big game because I really their their non conference schedule is not. Um, it's not the hardest, I don't think. Yeah. At Baylor, uh, October the 7th. Um, you know, if they want to make a statement game in the Big 12 and mm -hmm. and have a chance to get in that championship game, I think that's a game they have to go in and win in Waco. Yeah, I agree. All right. So, I was trying to look at the list of, that I have of their better players. You know, Tyler Show, their quarterback, has got to step up and play. Yeah, uh, he's – So, he had a, he had, a, he had a pretty decent year last year. Yeah, he does. Yeah, or he has – so uh, let's take a look at their schedule. Thank you're looking at, at probably, Wyoming. You're probably looking at seven, eight wins at, at, at minimum. They play at Wyoming, and the second game of the year, they do play at home against Oregon. That's their big one, yeah. non conference. Yeah. Tarleton State at West Virginia, Houston at home, at Baylor, Kansas State at home, at BYU. Uh, TCU at home, at Kansas, UCF at home, and at Texas. Yeah, there, there, there's there's a chance there for seven, eight wins to me. Yeah, I've got I've got them at seven and a half set, and I actually have them going eight and four is what I have. Yeah, that's that's pretty much where I had them. And I think there's a chance they could actually go nine and three. Really, I, I really do. I mean, there's a chance. Yeah, you know, if they could win that Baylor game, that key game that I was talking about, that might yeah. put them over over there and get nine and three. Yeah, it's it's a possibility. Yeah, only got two teams left. We got two teams left. This one has to be the one you were talking about. UCF is next. Yes, sir. That's it. UCF is next. Um, this is their first year in the Big 12. Yeah. I think, I mean, I don't know. You're, you're going to say something else, apparently, but I think it's a big step up from where they've been. 
Yeah, but I think I think they're the type of team that can that can go to that level, that power they're five coming level. Coming from the AAC, they do have the strength the of this group is up front. You know, they got Ricky Barber and Traymond Morris, Brash returning. I feel like the biggest question for UCF to me is the secondary. Um, and, and 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 most importantly, depth because depth's a Wait big a second. thing. It's not Gus Malls on. <laughs> depth's a big thing in 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 college football. You got to have a little depth. And I'm surprised it's not Gus. I think he's done well there. I think he's done well at Auburn. The Gus um, bus. You're on the Gus bus. I'm on the Gus bus. <laughs> John Hammonds is on the Gus bus, y'all. I am, my, fan, my friend. <laughs> I had to say I'm, that. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, brother. He is on the Gus bus. John Roberts, he finds this out. He's going to have all kinds of stuff to say. <laughs> He's probably going to unload. He's an Auburn grad, so, you know. Yeah, of course, yeah. All right, they went nine and five last year, six and two in the AAC last year. Um, Malzahn is 18 and nine in two years at at UCF. Um, Good coach, good offensive coach. He has taken a beating, though, in some of the um, stuff with you know that happened, how he ended it at Auburn. But yeah, but he's but he's not. I mean, ain't he? He's probably one of the better coaches that's been able to compete with Alabama and beat him. Well, he's not. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's not. Mm-hmm. His overall record is ninety-four and forty-seven. I mean, he's not a bad coach. He just, I just think, I think there was some bridges, bridges that was burned at Auburn, and yeah. it just kind of, kind of sailed away. So, so my key to the season is they have got to run, run, and keep running the ball. Uh, and and Malzahn really likes to pass the ball awful lot. Yeah, and they got a good quarterback too, Rice Plummy. He had yeah. a really good year last year too. So, yep. Transfer in, transfer in, and their biggest loss in the transfer portal. Um, I've got uh, Marshall offensive tackle from Kent State, and they lost their center, uh, Matthew mm-hmm. Lee. He went to Miami. So, kind of trading um, some for one, you know, one for one on the offensive line there. Yeah. I'm going to say their edge, Morse Brash. Yeah, Brash. Is their key player. I'm going to call him a key player moving up to the Big 12. They're going to need a guy like that to cause some havoc. Mm-hmm. He's a senior edge guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Plumley, the quarterback, is going to be an absolute key player as well. And they have a couple of wide receivers, Baker and Hudson, that, that are good wide receivers. All right. Key game, you got your 
pick here. Who's who's what's your key game? I think the first game to me is a is a huge one. Just to get off on the right foot. And who's that? Who do they play the first game? I'm not looking at it. Here. I I hadn't looked at uh no not this not the first game, the second game. Oh, I think that because if you win that one, you're two and oh going to Kansas State. And you know, you got an opportunity there to do some damage. Well, that's where I, my key game was at Kansas State. September yeah, I think 20th. you gotta you gotta at least win because Boise State's never an easy game to win on the road. No, no, there it's especially at Boise State. That's going to be a tough environment. It's a tough environment, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had at Kansas State the next week, September twenty third. Yeah. That's what I had. So let's take a look at their schedule. They start at Kent, Kent State at home, at Boise State. Then they play Villanova, which I didn't even know they, they played football. I'm just going to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I didn't even know they played football. At Kansas State, Baylor at home, at yep. Kansas, open date, at Oklahoma, West Virginia at home, at Cincinnati, Oklahoma State at home, at Texas Tech, and Houston at home is their schedule this year. That is a major upgrade in schedule. It is, but they went nine and five last year, but that is a major upgrade. I think they're I think they're built for it though. I do have their wins set at seven and a half. That's what I have them set at. I think they go to eight. So you got them eight and four? Mm Mm-hmm. I think they're going to beat somebody they're not supposed to. I mean, they do. They play at Oklahoma. They play Oklahoma State. They play Texas Tech. They do miss Texas. They don't play Texas. Yeah. They don't play. Yeah, they play Kansas State. They don't play TCU. Kind of looking over their schedule a little bit. I'm gonna be honest with you. I have them at seven and five. Mm-hmm. I think seven and five would be a good year for them. First year in the Big Twelve, they could go eight and four if they could win one of those key games like Boise State or Kansas State. If they could win one of those games that we were just talking about, mm-hmm. you know, they could win eight games. Yeah. We got one more team left. We got West Virginia. That's it. That's the last team, West Virginia. I did these in alphabetical order if anybody was paying attention. I'll say this. <laughs> I'm not going to go into much detail on this one, but I'm going to say this, and I don't want to upset no West Virginia Mountaineers and their uh, their little parade over there, but if Neil Brown don't do much this year, I don't seem, I don't foresee him being the coach next year. 
I don't think he'll make it through the season, uh, to be honest with you. And I hate to say that. I really, really like Neil Brown. He's an ex-cat. Um, you know, he's a great, in my opinion, he's a great offensive coordinator. He yeah. just has not done quite enough. Now, I will say this. He's 22 and 25. He's three games under 500 in four years. It's not like he's been terrible. It's just no, West he's... Virginia. West Virginia is used to winning seven or eight games a year. Yeah, they're just not used to. Um, they're used to being used to at a different level. They're not, and, they're not used to what's going on at the moment. Yeah, I mean, they're they're used to winning seven, eight, sometimes nine. You know, wins a year, and he's been averaging about five and a half or six. Yeah, you know, and I don't even see five wins on the schedule. To be honest, maybe even six. I think, you know. Well, keys to the season, to in my opinion, if you look at their schedule, they have to start the season out as strong as possible. Because if not, I really think that there's a possibility three or four or five weeks in that Neil Brown gets fired. I really do. So they have to get the running game going and mm-hmm. stop the running game on the, the defense, yeah. defensive side. Biggest transfer in was Montre Miller from Kansas State. He's a cornerback, and mm-hmm. uh, they lost a, a defensive tackle, Jefferson, to LSU. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah. All right. My key player for them is going to be their QB. Whoever wins that job, I'm not sure who's going to win it, to be honest with you. They have a redshirt freshman, freshman Mark Markole. Cole, I think is his name, yeah. and Green, he's a junior. I'm not mm-hmm. sure who's going to win that job, but it's whoever gonna be, wins it. Whoever wins is going to have to make plays. It's going to have to. Whoever wins that job has got to step up and 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 run the offense and run it well for Neil Brown, who is a good offensive coordinator and done well at Troy as well yeah. as a head coach. All right, key game for West Virginia. I've got um, at Texas Tech September the twenty third. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a big one. Um, you know, the Red Raiders playing at Texas Tech. West Virginia is not expected to be very very good. To be quite honest with you. Um, if they could go in and steal a win there, that would absolutely turn their season around. It would. It definitely and would. the thoughts and the thoughts of Neil Brown. I mean, yeah. Neil Brown might have got it last year, except he beat Oklahoma. Yeah, he he kind of saved his late in the season. He beat Oklahoma. He saved his tail. Yeah. Uh, they're running back Donaldson, sophomore running back. He's got to be a stud. They've got to find that running game. He's got to be a stud. And a defensive end, Martin, Sean Martin, has got to step up and be good for them as well. Um, And Devin Carter, a wide receiver, has got to step up in that offense. But the quarterback has got to lead them. 
which whoever wins that job. Yeah. All right. So looking at their schedule, you know, they start at Penn State. Okay. That's where they start. Then they play Duquesne. Then they get Pitt at home. The backyard brawl comes back to town in West Virginia. And then they get Texas Tech at TCU, at Houston, Oklahoma State at home, at UCF, BYU at home, at Oklahoma, Cincinnati at home, and at Baylor. I don't even see five wins on the schedule, to be honest. I mean, five and a half is where I set their win total. I actually have them five and seven, and that will not be good enough to for Neil Brown to keep his job. They no. they absolutely have to go bowling if he's going to get to keep his yeah, job. Yeah, they got to. They got to figure a way. I mean, maybe they can win at Houston or at UCF. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Oh. I mean, when you start the season out, four games at Penn State, one, two, three, four, five, the first five games, okay, at Penn State, Pittsburgh at home, Texas Tech, and at TCU. That's their first five games. Mm-hmm. Duquesne is in there. They get one win, okay? <laughs> All right? Yeah. They're in there. They get one win out of those. Yeah. So if you've got to find two or three wins out of that. Somehow. Yeah, you do. Some way. But That's I'm what going, I was talking about I'm when going... I said – when you look at their schedule, the start of their schedule and their season, they if 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 they go one and four in those five games, Neil Brown's gone. Yeah, they're he's he's toast. I think he's gone. If they go one and four, they're gone. He's gone. They need. I think they're going to win five games, though. I think that's pretty much. That's where I got them at. So that's what I had them at as, as five and seven as well. Yeah. All right, so then we're going to get to the conference stuff. So who do you have winning or who do you have going to the conference championship game? Oklahoma and Texas, I think. That's who I think is going to be there. I think Texas is I think Texas should get there. They have the talent to get there. I think Texas if, should if, if it's there. not Oklahoma. I think you got to go with um, Kansas State just by what they got returning, what they're what what they're bringing back, and maybe TCU if they get everything situated with the quarterback position. But if I had to really pick now, it'd be Texas and Oklahoma in their last year in the Big 12. I'm going to say Texas Tech has a chance to make the championship game. There's a chance, yeah. Their defense has got to improve, though. I mean, TCU and Kansas State was there last year, and neither team played great defense. No, that's true. Just until we play the games, we really don't know. Yeah. 
I'm going to actually pick Texas, I think, to win the Big 12. As much as I hate it. And it kills. You can see the pain in my face. Yeah. (laughs) It kills me to say it. But I'm pretty sure Texas is going to win the Big 12. Now, who you got? That's who I Texas and Texas. And the winner, and the winner, I got Texas. Player of the year. I got a surprise on my player of the year. Hey, buddy, I don't. You go first, and then if he stays healthy, if he stays healthy, my player of the year is Jalen Daniels, Kansas quarterback. He's got to stay healthy to do it. He can't do five games and then be out. And he's got to stay healthy to do it. But he's dynamic. Yeah, he's last year he was probably one of the best quarterbacks. I I mean he was better honestly. than Duggins at the beginning of the season. Duggins wound up, you know, being the top one, you know, but mm-hmm. like I my 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 surprise pick on the player of the year is Jalen Daniels, Kansas. Man, I want to pick Jalen, but there's so many other guys. That, there is. There's a bunch in, in that you could pick from. Texas has got a bunch to choose from. You got Ewers. I mean, um, I mean, there's a bunch of quarterbacks with Gabriel at Oklahoma, and I mean, there's a bunch of guys to pick from. Hmm. I'm going to go – I'm going to do a defensive player of the year. Okay. Uh, Jalen Ford for Texas. He's he's a big cog to their defense, and I think he's a big playmaker for that D. But if I had to pick an offensive player – it would probably be Xavier Worthy for Texas. He's going. He that wide receiver room is about ungodly how good it is. Yeah, I agree. And he has a chance of being and being there. There's a bunch of them to choose from. There's there's a lot. Yeah, I I kind of picked an outsider that I didn't think a whole lot of people would pick on that. Um, I think Jalen Daniels has that kind of talent if he can yeah, stay healthy. If he stays healthy, he's got. He's got to stay win. healthy in order to so, do that. What's next week? So, coming up, we, by the way, that was it. We are finished with the Big 12. I hope you guys liked our Big 12 preview. Yeah, it's a little and, long, but it'd be, it's, but we are so finished, many teams. We are finished with the Big 12. Um, Sunday, I've got it on the bottom of the screen there. It should be coming up. Sunday. We are part of a Defan Boys kickoff podcast marathon season two with Defan Boys. Um, it is going to be an all day thing. It's going to start at 11 o'clock in the morning. It's going to start on Facebook, on Defan Boys Facebook page from 11 to 1. And then you're going to have about 13 or 14 other podcasts, half hour at a time, um, all day long. Our show, College Sportscast, is gonna is going to end the show. 
Um, our show is going to be at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. And the plan is to go for just an hour from seven to eight. I guess we're just going to break down the games that happened Saturday. And, and uh, we'll talk about a few of those games that happen on Saturday, but we are also going to um, talk about some picks for our Heisman race. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do our picks on the college football playoff and winner for the college football 2023 national championship. Well, and two, there's not a – how do I say this? There's not a big slate Saturday, <laughs> if you really want No, to no, know. no, there's not. There's only there's about not. three – there's only about three games to really talk about, to be honest. And, and, and you know – Vanderbilt and Hawaii is going to have a leg up in the playoff, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you got Vanderbilt and Hawaii that's worth that's SEC worthy at least to talk about. And then you got uh Navy and, and Notre Dame that plays Thursday, and then you got USC Saturday. and San Saturday. Jose State. You mean Saturday, not Thursday. Saturday, yeah. Yeah, you said Thursday. They play, yeah. they play Saturday. Yeah, they yeah. play this coming Saturday. That's the opening day. And then the following um, week, I guess we'll do our pickums on Thursdays. I'm guessing we will. Yeah. So what we have coming up is um, we got three shows this week coming because we got one this week. We, this week we just have two. We have tonight and we have the one on Sunday. Well, they got we got the SEC preview. And then Tuesday. next Tuesday, next Tuesday night, we're doing the SEC preview. Next Tuesday night. I you think can that would be easier to do our pickums because we we don't have a lot of SEC teams. Yeah. Next Tuesday night, we're going to go through the 14 SEC teams and do all, all of what we just did with the key stats and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um, with the SEC. And but then on be, Thursday, the Thursday quick. next week is going to be our season two first game day pickem show. Which the SEC should go by pretty quick, though, I think. Yeah. Um, so that's what we have coming up, guys. And then we'll do our weekend wrap-up on the following Sunday, and we'll start doing our three shows, regular three shows a week. We had just been doing some stuff, uh, some fun stuff here leading up to the season. But the season is about to kick off, guys and gals. There's a lot of gals that love it, too. So – Absolutely. The season's getting ready to kick off. We are excited to have that happening and looking forward to it. Again, follow the Grand Boys Season 2 Kickoff Podcast Marathon on Sunday, August 27th. College Sportscast is going to end the show in the marathon from 7 to 8. We're going to talk a little bit about those three games, and then we're going to talk talk about Heisman, and we're going to talk about um, our our play, college football playoff picks for the four teams and who we think is going to win and then the title. When things get a little upbeat, we'll be right into basketball season. Yeah. So, so this season for football, what you have to look forward to is we on Tuesdays after this coming Tuesday, so two weeks from tonight, our first big fuss show it's going to be a debate show. It's called the Big Fuss Show. College Sports Podcast, the Big Fuss Show. It's going to be a debate show. We're going to have some topics. And 
looking forward to that. That's going to be every Tuesday night. Then on Thursdays, we're doing our great game day pick them. We pick about 10 or 12 of the best games for that weekend, and we pick against the spreads or four against the spreads. Um, and then our Sunday show is a weekend wrap-up, and we talk about all the action and what happened and look forward to the week ahead. So that is our three shows, and those will all be starting next Thursday. Will be our That's first game day pickle, but Sunday, the Defan Boys kickoff show, and then Tuesday, the SEC preview show. And don't just follow ours. There's others. There's others that do theirs too. So make sure you follow theirs too. The, on the the Fan the Boys, Fan Boys, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, starts, just, uh, it starts out on the Fan Boys Facebook page for two hours, from eleven to one Eastern time. Um, they're going to have some giveaways. Pepsi's on board, and we are excited of to have course, Pepsi. Of course, we end up being the last to, <laughs> to end the to end the, the night. I, I kind of like being the anchor of it, so you know. But if you're an NC State fan, Notre Dame fan, Texas fan, Georgia fan, that we're going to talk about some Atlanta Braves and and the Atlanta Falcons. We're gonna we got an NFL show, and are going to do betting lines for Week One. Um, We've got Clemson podcast. We've got a Nebraska podcast. So if you're a fan of college football, tune in. There's going to be all kinds of stuff. There's going to be a couple of other things. If you're not a football fan, we've got a couple of wrestling stuff, um, a, a, a wrestling show that's going to be on, and a couple of things, a basketball show. Um, so there's going to be a couple of things that's not football, but most of it's going to be football. So, yeah. Y'all tune in. We're excited to have Pepsi. We are going to be giving away two true victory gift cards on Sunday for the Man Boys show. So they're $10 gift cards. We have two of them. Um, and it'll help you pick something up from you can pick you up a hat or a nice shirt like this one right here. And um pay about half because you got $10 gift card. Yeah. So you're going to have a chance to, to win those on Sunday with us. And we appreciate you guys being with us tonight. And John, man, it's been fun. We will see you on Sunday and we'll see everyone else on Sunday almost, for the defense almost, season. It's two almost games. Cowboys football time. <laughs> Why are we talking about Oklahoma state? I'm talking about 